Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Troy Life Show, episode 109 today. We're talking Google I.O. I'm your host, Kellen. With me, Tim. Tim, say hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. So, yeah, we want to take this short opportunity before Google I.O. to kind of do a Google I.O. recap. Well, not recap. It's sort of a preview of some of the, the most recent leaks and things that are coming out, stuff like that. But we also have new Moto leaks we want to talk about, new Motorola phones on the horizon. I think they're sooner than maybe uh, we initially expected them to be. Uh, we also have a new app from Google that's an iOS exclusive that I think we all want now. Instagram has a new redesign, which we need to talk about. There's kind of a bunch of stuff going on. So, But I think we should start first maybe with uh, Moto leaks. Oh, by the way, it's May 13th. I don't think I said that. Uh, but let's talk about these Moto leaks because even though, and I sort of mentioned this in... Uh, in sort of the the uh, post description for the show that like Lenovo and Motorola aren't necessarily in the in our good graces anymore. They're just kind of doing some bad stuff, but that doesn't mean their new phones don't sort of sound well. I, I can't tell if they sound awesome or not. There, there's there's a bunch of things to talk about here. So, anyways, we'll just re- we'll recap and then we'll go into what we think on these new phones. So, over last weekend, uh, new Motorola phones. Uh, popped up through Hello Moto HK's Google Plus feed. Hello Moto HK, by the way, I think got banned from Facebook, which another story. But uh, you know, they're one of the like leading Motorola leak, leak sources, I guess. Um, anyway, they post these photos of new phones. One has Droid branding all over it. One of them doesn't. They look like identical phones almost. Um, but uh, one we expect to be new Moto X. One we expect to be maybe potentially new Droid Turbo. And then according to Ev Leaks, there's potentially a third device too. So there's actually two new motos, one droid. They all look the same. Um, so we have pictures of them. And then we also have potential specs. And so, I mean, this this could take me a while. So <clears throat> according to Ev Leaks, Evan Blast, there are two moto phones. One's called, and these have to be code names, right? Vector Thin. And one's called Vertex. So Vector Thin is apparently the high-end one, 5.5-inch Quad HD AMOLED, Snapdragon 820, 32-gig storage, 3 or 4-gig RAM, probably depending on market. 60-megapixel camera, laser autofocus, and phase detection autofocus, 2,600 milliamp-hour battery, and a body that's 5.2 millimeters thick, which is kind of crazy thin. Vertex is the other guy, probably the lower-end version, 5.5-inch display, but only full HD uh, Snapdragon 625 processor, 13 megapixel camera with only laser autofocus, but does have OIS, although it does have a big old 3,500 milliamp hour battery and is still somehow only seven millimeters thick. Uh, I would imagine the droid is probably like the higher end one, quad HD, all of that stuff. Um, and I think that's sort of what we got, right? Well, and then there could be a droid max three, which would be the, the same as this lower end moto phone. So design wise, they're uh, okay. Different. Yeah, different probably a good way to put them. Uh, we saw a photo of a phone, a supposed Moto phone back in December. And it had this hockey puck sort of look to its camera module or camera sensor, I guess. Flat tire. It looked like an iPhone kind of. And it, it was bad. We, we made fun of it. Like we kind of, or I did anyway. I, I took it to town. I just was all over this. It looked like garbage. And apparently that was actually the real phone because these renders match up identically to that. Um, so on the Moto phone, the bottom portion 
um, there's this area that has eight little dots and they look like pins. So one of the leaks suggests that those are pins because this is going to be a modular phone. And so you can slap basically full case backs onto the back of this phone to add things like a bigger battery, uh, probably some sort of camera grip, just like, you know, LG did. What were some of the other things that were tossed out? Speakers, maybe just rugged covers. A Pico projector was mentioned. So you have this phone that's actually kind of ugly, but if you could slap on modules, maybe change the backup, maybe cover up that hockey puck a little bit, could change it. Um, Fingerprint sensor on the bottom of the front. Volume rocker situation looks terrible. I don't know. What do you think about all this? There's like a lot to take in, but... Really, my my initial reaction was like, oh, man, how could we be so blind? You know, we completely wrote this phone off back in December, right? Because it was still so early. We, I mean, the Moto X Pure Edition was still relatively new. Was, and, yeah. th- and this phone is so much different no that dimple. it was just like, yeah, no dimple, metallic looking, you know, with a Moto 360 strapped to the back, the hockey puck you're referring to. It's so futuristic and... We just had no idea. And so mine sort of blown, right? These renders look pretty legit, um, complete with Verizon branding on the bottom chin and fingerprint reader, which is totally in the wrong place. And all this talk of modularity for the phone. And it's really shaping up to be sort of cool. But at the same time, uh, I will say the design is growing on me. Like at first I was like, no, it looks like Cyclops or something. It just looks (laughs) super fugly right but like it's so thin it's kind of growing on me and i'm really excited to maybe see what happens i'm not so excited to see the verizon variant, the droid variants that is um just because droid phones aren't really my thing anymore like i still love the brand but uh droid phones themselves i probably won't use um so to kind of sum it up I think they're cool. I think they're different, but I do think that they are cool. I'm I'm feeling the hockey puck on back. It'll be interesting to see uh, if it's any good, I guess. I mean, in like real world, like say what I mean by that is uh, when I put the phone on the back, is it going to the, is the camera puck <laughs> going to stick out enough to where it makes my phone wiggle when it's on the back or something like that? Kind of like how it, uh, it does on the, um, the HTC 10, just a little bit of wiggle, but uh other than I mean, what else is there to say, right? The phone is sort of like the okay. So the back side is really nice. I kind of dig it. The front side super ugly, my yeah. opinion. Um, fingerprint readers in the wrong spot. They're, they could have easily taken that fingerprint reader, put it in the back dimple like they should have, but decided against for whatever reason. Well, they ha- probably had to because they're doing this modular thing, right? That's quite so, possible. So if you have a you know like a back on there, then you can't use the back because there's a damn module there. So. So then I guess but, uh, Moto really should have just maybe axed the fingerprint altogether then. <laughs> I think it makes well, the front it, of the phone look super bad. Yeah. And I was going to say it's the, I think it's like the little square design of it. You know, everyone else's fingerprint reader is a circle or a sort of longer ovally shape. This is just this little mini square. And the chin down there is huge. It's so big. Verizon has room to brand it. Like that's how big it is. Yeah. Um, 
Interestingly enough, one comment um, via our live stream just says, stop trying to make the modular thing work. And you know what? Like, I'm actually sort of in that camp at this time because LG tried it and, in my opinion, totally failed. Right? Like, the G5 is a modular phone, yet there's no modules for it. No no real usable modules for it in the U.S., right? We aren't getting the special B&O play module for better audio. We have a, a, a glorified camera grip. I mean, it's just, it doesn't work. So luckily, as consumers, we don't have to care um, about modules until something useful actually comes along, right? It's up to Motorola to make us want to use modules or up to any company, really, to have an idea that is actually useful um, for the idea of modules. So until then, no one needs to care uh, until something comes out that is actually usable. LG totally failed, my opinion. And uh, we're we're trying to make modules great again. And, but uh, yeah. but we could see something here. Like this report Possibly. says that at launch there might be up to six available. They're going to call them amps. And I think why Motorola's approach is so much better than LG's is it looks like you're probably just going to slap these things on the back, and then those pins probably like Project Aura. They're sort of a magnetic like attachment, right? So they just stick and hold in place. And so if you could just slap on a battery and and we're talking, then you don't have to, you know, just to charge your phone maybe for a while. We're not like LG, every module you had to pop the phone out. It turns off. It's kind of a pain in the ass. This could be slap a module on charges up through pins for an hour, take it off to get your thin phone back. Or if you just want to use a camera grip real quick, slap it on the back, take your cameras with a camera grip, take it back off or a speaker or whatever. And so this this idea anyway, and this is why I think Project R was so cool because we talked about hot swapping things, right? You don't need to turn anything off. You just put your camera on. This could make that happen uh, where you can just slap something right on the back, turns it into something else. I think this is the idea that that a modular phone was should be. LG's is just not a good implementation. And then, of course, like you just said, they don't have any modules for it. This could be actually cool, though. I mean, a phone's 5.2 millimeters thin, which is too damn thin anyway. And the 2,600 milliamp hour battery, everyone's bitching about that. But if you could just slap on this thin little battery strip on the back, maybe thicken it up a little bit and also charge your phone, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, I totally agree. So reports say possibly six modules. And like in my mind, I just can't even come up with, with six ideas for potential modules, right? I know you just gave a few, but... I'm not hearing six. Like I, I get that there could be one for a camera, expandable battery, um, you know, better audio. But beyond that, it's like, well, what else is there to do? Right? Is there a module where you just it creates like a little arm that way you can put the phone onto a bi- bicycle <laughs> or something, use it like as a speedometer? I think GPS one of the thing. other suggestions was a Pico projector, so you could turn it into a little projector. And okay, another one cool was oh, right. Uh, it, they list as a rugged cover with a wide angle lens attachment. So maybe we're just talking, you can slap on just a new camera attachment, you know, but you can buy those things individually anyway. But yeah. And why be- am I attaching it to the back of my device? Then it would like wrap over the camera. I'm just like, it seems sort of odd. Yeah. You can literally go on amazon.com and buy those little things you <laughs> stick on the back of your smartphone and fish angle lens, macro <laughs> lens. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But again, like at least this just seems like a better idea. And then hopefully they sell these unlike LG. I still don't even know if you can buy any of LG's. I think you can buy the camera grip at T-Mobile and I don't, and maybe B&H Photo. I think that's it. 
Right. Not that I've had any reason to want to go out and buy it, but but this this at least makes sense, assuming it happens. Sure. Uh, as far as the design, like you said, I'm gr- it's growing on me. Other than the front, like I can deal with the puck. It's different, and if mm-hmm. I can slap module things on the back that help cover that up, it's fine. The front though is pretty terrible. It's so thin, you know. I, I'm looking at like the profile view of it, and it really is thin. And the camera, the puck protrudes ever so slightly, kind of like what we saw in the Galaxy S7 or uh, S6, excuse yeah, me. It does. And um, pretty similar to that. Uh, it's so thin. I mean, it's like a piece of paper, right? But yeah. so all the renders have showed. Uh, I'm assuming this is a take on, you know, the moto display and they're showing color wallpapers. So that's either just a quick mock-up or we could get color backgrounds or something in moto display. You know, moto display has been one of those things that Motorola needed to improve every year and they haven't really improved it. And things like adding wallpapers to it are ways they could do that. And on one of the screenshots, I think it's, or one of the renders with the droid phone, there's a widget on there. So like those are things where they could improve that by adding widgets, add some color, do some things like that. So maybe we'll see some improvements there as well. But I think the big thing is the module stuff, even though yes, LG just failed and we shouldn't be that excited. I think they might have something going here, but what about Moto maker though? I mean, the, in the renders you see an all white version, we see sort of a gold and white and then the droid is like multicolored sort of crazy foam. But what happens to wood backs and leather and all these different colors? Do you get those or are we just going to no, get custom by buying custom back covers? It's yeah, going to be like the Moto G, right? Where you're just supposed to swap back covers. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, creating the wood and leather and stuff costs money. Now that Motorola is under new ownership, uh, we're trying to make Motorola great again. And that means stop spending money on useless things like leather backs for phones. And all that. <laughs> so I, I really don't think, I don't think um, Motomaker is going to offer wood or leather in 2016, at least for these devices. But we're, we're talking so thin. Uh, I just don't see how it's possible. Yeah. And it, it doesn't really make sense to have a custom phone if you're just going to slap modules on the back, right? Like, Why would you have a wood option if you're just going to slap modules over it? Yeah, so it almost makes sense that Motomaker kind of goes away. You offer a black or white front version, and then you just say, here's all the modules you can have. And I think we talked about this at one point. Maybe one of the modules is a back cover that has leather wrapped around it or wood or whatever, and then you can get your wood phone. That's possible. Now, I think um, to clarify my stance on what might happen, I don't think Motorola will or Moto Maker will go away. I just think the options will be a bit more limited. Um, be, yeah. You'll still be able to put a specific color, like kind of what we, you see on the the, uh, the top droid photo, um, where it's kind of colorful and stuff. I think things like that will be offered. You can maybe just throw in your own custom design and they'll print it up for an extra 20 bucks. Um <laughs> But I don't think Moto Maker is going to go away because I think that that's a big selling point, smartphone customization and sure. uh, personalization. But just leather and wood will go away. That's my stance. So what do you think about the droid? Do you think that is a picture of a phone with a module attached or is the droid not going to get the module stuff? Because that just looks like it has a speaker like on the back. Like a speaker grill. I mean, it's sort of hard to tell, right? These are render rough renders of who knows what and... Mm-hmm. Uh, they do look like speakers, but uh, it's kind of hard to say. I can't imagine Motorola would do all the R&D for this lineup of phones that have modules and not bring it 
to the droid phones too. And I think Verizon would love that because it allows them to market the hell out of it and say, oh, we've got modules on our carrier on the nation's number one. And you know what Verizon will do? They'll add like two extra pins so that the mo- the modules for the regular Moto line, which you'll want, won't work on the droid. And we'll all bitch about it. I like that. I like yeah, that. That's what they'll do. So that only things that say Verizon on them will actually attach to the back. Oh, very interesting. Sometimes. Um, so Lenovo is hosting Lenovo Tech World on June 9th uh, in San Francisco, and we'll be there for it. And uh, they say they're going to show new Moto products. And so I don't know what else they would show other than these because they, uh, let's see, they said exactly watch Moto transform mobile in a snap. So transform, oh, snap. snap, right? So we're snapping things onto phones, which is what you would do on the backside, right? Snap things on the phones and they transform into new things. I mean, that's what that's saying, right? Uh, Quite possibly, but at the same time, maybe we're just looking way too deep into it. I actually think at Lenovo Tech World, we won't be getting the new X. We'll only be getting new Moto G and maybe maybe, uh, the more affordable sort of mid-range devices. I don't think we're going to be getting new flagships at this thing. That's just me, though. Well, I think so. Moto G fourth gen is going to be announced in India, I think, on Monday or something, Tuesday. I think the 17th or something like that. But why would Motorola then take a month off and then reintroduce it at their big tech world event? I, I think they're going to show off the new Moto X. I don't know that we're going to be able to buy it right away. It's possible. I mean, maybe just because of different markets or something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you could be right. I guess I'm just sort of. Uh, hesitant just because you know it's lenovo doing it and i i'm just so used to i guess motorola doing their own thing you know being sort of a standalone company always being a branch of another company but being sort of standalone and now lenovo taking over and saying no i think we're going to announce the phones thank you very much moto little children run along know your place know your role i mean it's uh, Moto by lenovo now so i think lenovo is in charge of everything at this point yeah, I suppose. I mean, they uh, say, watch as Lenovo reveals new technologies that will change the way we live for decades. A lot of demonstration. I mean, a lot of this stuff could be computer-related too, right? But Right. So, in a snap, Motorola, like, like you said, I mean, it sort of adds up to where we might be seeing this whole module thing coming along. So they... We'll be there. I think they like removed all the Moto mentions from the site. Oh, wait, no, there it is. It says, watch Moto transform mobile in a snap. See an experience tomorrow's innovations today. They're also going to show off Project Tango phone. Which is cool. I'm sort of uh, yeah. excited about that. So we'll we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to I.O., but they, they're going to try to turn that into a consumer thing, and I don't know that I fully understand that, but we'll find out that on I.O. Uh, so anyways, June 9th, we're going to find out something, right? Would Moto and Lenovo are going to announce something Maybe it'll just be the Moto G, yeah, that they did a month earlier in India. I, I don't know that transform in a snap. They wouldn't say transform in a snap if that wasn't hinting at something. I don't think, and so I'm still betting that we get a new Moto X. It's quite possible, um, maybe quite likely, but I will remain uh, skeptical. I know it's fine. I'll be on the hype train. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Google I.O. is next week. 
Uh, we're heading down there on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. And the first day is Wednesday. So there's a keynote Wednesday morning. Everyone should tune into that. I show that it's from 10 to noon. That seems later than normal. It is. But it is that is actually when it is from 10 to noon. Oh, so I was just uh, implying that, yes, that is sort of later. Usually it's like 9. Usually it's at 9. Let me look. I do actually have the schedule up. Thank it's you. at 10. Look at that. Letting us sleep in a little bit. So keynote is at 10 a.m. Pacific next Wednesday, uh, May 18th. So we'll be there for all that they announce. Um, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about the schedule before, but it's just in the last week, we've had a couple of things come out that we may see some of at Google IO. So I think the big thing is probably Android VR. So if you look at the Google IO schedule, there's talk about virtual reality everywhere. So this isn't a shocker. It's just that, um, Peter Rojas, who co-founded Gizmodo and, and gadget, and is still sort of in the tech sphere tweeted this week that he is that Android VR will definitely be announced next week is what he said. And he said, it'll be less powerful than Vive and Rift because it's being pushed by a phone. So it's like gear VR. And he said, it's better than he said, he's heard it's better than gear VR, just not as good as Rift or Vive, which of course makes sense. So what does that even mean? (laughs) Like better than gear VR. Okay. So it's better than cardboard. (laughs) That's a plus. Right. But if it's not as good as Rift or Vive, then where exactly does it fall in the marketplace? I mean, everyone who cares about VR and doesn't want to spend six hundred plus dollars has a Gear VR. So, what makes Android VR so special? I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I mean, you're still limited to the hardware, the phone, the which phone. is pushing it all. And it's not like there's an Android phone out there with a 4K screen. Well, there's one that's the only phone that no one cares about. So there's not even so. So the phone it's still quad HD, right? If there was 6P in there, it's the same experience you get with a Note 5 and a Gear VR. So yeah, what are they doing? Are they figuring out a way to make it less pixely? Because I don't think so. No, that's just not possible. No, it's not possible. There's limitations there. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, Gear VR has started to build up a nice library of titles and experiences. They're part, you know, they're partnered with Oculus. How is Android VR all of a sudden just going to be better? Yeah, unless they have like a million apps, you know, available supported at launch. But that's not, I mean, Samsung's been in the game for a couple of years now and they have a moderate ecosystem. You know, it's, it's nice, but yeah. Google, I think, is getting in the game a little late, although they could yeah. say that they've been in the game for a while because they've got cardboard, but cardboard that's, not, that's not the VR game. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't count. No, it doesn't. So while I am excited, again, I'm going to stay skeptical um, or at least you know control my optimism because, first off, VR is not something like I'm huge about. Like I have a, a, your VR sitting right there that... I don't use because I can't use it now because it doesn't work on the S6, I think, or the S7, excuse me. I get everything mixed up. But um, what do you mean it doesn't? Oh, because you don't have the consumer edition. Yeah, I don't have the consumer edition. That's like the innovator edition or whatever. So if I want to pull out my. apply for the free one that came with your Galaxy S7 Edge? It's possible, but I haven't heard back. (laughs) You might want to do that. Yeah, I I guess I should look into it. But you might want to do that. Because I have one now because of that. Okay. Well, that does not um, take away from the fact that I'm not necessarily big into VR unless it's really, it's like Vive, you know, where it's actually really cool and really uh, immersive. 
Um, yeah, I've, I have used Vive a few times, and I thought it was really good. So, but Gear VR never really just sort of takes me over that edge. Like, man, I'm somewhere else right now. Um, so, I'm just going to remain skeptical or less optimistic. And uh, yeah, I mean, hate if on you're everything. saying, I, I'm kind of with you. If you if we're saying it's better than Gear VR, I'll just kind of go. Okay, well, that's not saying that much. I mean, supposedly the hardware is a little bit nicer, which is fine. But the experience, like how much better can it be? And yeah, if we're not as good as Oculus or or Vive, then who cares? Because those are sort of where you want to be in VR. Uh, don't get me wrong. The the experience that you get with Gear VR is, is kind of cool. For 100 bucks, right? You can toss your phone in and have this sort of, you know, I don't want to call it an amateur VR experience, but it's 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 just this sort of, basic vr experience that's probably not even the correct way it's just not it just doesn't look amazing you're not going to be blown away i don't think by it um and that's just because of the limitations in the hardware uh because the phone powering it so android vr will probably be cool so there's the way i see it there are three tiers to the vr experience currently you've got your bottom tier your entry level vr experience which is cardboard five dollars You've got Gear VR, second tier, mid-range, decent experience, $100. Then you've got your high end, um, which is the Vive. So I'm guessing just Android VR is going to fall in that middle range. Again, it's going to be better than cardboard, not as good as Vive, and it's going to be extremely similar to yeah. Gear VR. I, I just don't see how you make that platform any better, you know, for, say, like a reasonable price. So Yeah, and... There could be a combination of Android VR working with, you know, the Vulkan APIs to make, you know, gaming better in it. But like, sure. that's like Samsung phones are going to have access to that too, right? Yep. <laughs> so it'll be the same experience on Gear VR. I, it, you know, I, I think it's cool that, that Google is taking on VR in more than just a cardboard box. Um, it does seem a little late. So hopefully they've uh, convinced some developers to build out apps. I don't know. I, and look, I'm, I'm kind of a hater because I do have the vibe sitting right there. And, you know, I've played it quite a bit and it's actually really cool. And the experience is really awesome because you can walk around and you have controllers and all that stuff with a headset that just goes on and you don't have controllers and you have to control things by tapping a headset. Like that's not a fun experience. So I would have I, to agree with that. I'm really not that excited for Android VR, unfortunately. Yeah, my one suggestion, if anyone here is going to Google I.O. next week or ever has an opportunity to experience VR stuff like out in a public setting, don't do it. Stay away. You don't want a wicked case of pink eye or anything like that. Yeah, coming out of PAX, a lot of people had pink eye from trying out VR stuff. Just don't do it. Like if a VR headset is on someone else's face, don't go ahead and put it on your own face. It's just not not you're not going to have a good time. It's so gross. So stay away. Kellen, stay away from Android VR IO. You can look at it, just don't touch it. <laughs> Maybe they'll just hand them out or something. That would be cool. <laughs> okay, so it, VR is obviously a big thing. Android VR, it'll probably be baked into Android at some point, uh, either in this new release, uh, DP3, when we probably get that next week or maybe later on down the road. We're not really sure. Actually, I would imagine they're going to release DP3 with Android VR. Don't you think if they're going to announce it, they might as well give developers a chance to play with it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's gotta be. 
So on the developer um, console as well, um, Android Police posted that posted about this yesterday, but there was this little icon in there that said Android VR. And I went into our developer console because I do have an account and it was indeed there. So there, it, it looks like for sure there's something coming for it. So if that's already showing up in the developer console, I'd imagine we'll get something next week that developers could start using. Uh, hopefully that also means they just hand out the hardware so we can play with it and decide if it's actually cool or not. Hype beast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that should be fun. Um, in other sort of IO kind of news, um, Amazon echo product, like type product from Google, you had this story, what's going on there with the, with chirp. Oh, with Chirp. Yeah, so previously there was a brief mention about an Amazon Echo competitor device from Google. We didn't know a name. We didn't really know any specifics at all, just that it was going to be just like Amazon Echo. You talk to it, you say, Alexa, tell me the weather or give me a a sports rundown. And essentially what Google Chirp will be is the same exact thing as Echo, Uh, powered by Google Now instead of whatever Amazon Echo runs on. So by saying, okay, Google, it'll flash up and it's going to look like it's going to be sort of a speaker cylindrical tube-like device, kind of like what the Google OnHub Wi-Fi router looks like. Um, So say, okay, Google, ask it the weather, ask it any old question, and could link up with different Google services like your calendar or email or whichever Google service you run. Most definitely it'll have to link up with Nest. So your smart home thermostat and maybe um, Nest, what are those called? Safe? The uh, smoke detectors? What are those called? Aren't they called safe? No, Um, not safe. There's one right behind Protect. Protect. That's what it is, yeah. So, yeah, linking up with all that since Nest is also under the uh, Google, Google tree of life. And, uh, yeah, so that's really what Chirp is. It's Amazon Echo powered by Google now. I, I can't think of a better way to explain it. So does that mean they're finally... Well, so they said that we might see it, but it's not ah. going to be available or something, right? Yeah, so inside of the report, which came from sources probably within Google, that um, we are not expecting a launch at I.O., meaning it won't be available, you know, like, hey, it's available today, but that it would be available some point later this year, although we will see a teaser possibly of it on stage during IO and for, and them showing off what it does and what to expect, which would be totally cool. I mean, I, I like Amazon echo. I've always called it like a a fancy kitchen timer, but, but that's because I don't have access to everything that I really have in my Google account from Amazon. Right. So on the, on the echo, I can access the music I've already purchased through Amazon prime and I can access radio stations from prime music but if I have a Google Chirp or Project Chirp, then I can play all the music that I have from Google Play Music. And there's a whole lot more stuff I can do because my, my, I'm invested in that Google ecosystem, not Amazon. So Yeah, I'm with you. I never use my Echo except to run timers. That's, exactly. all I, that's all I use it for. You can actually track your Amazon packages with it now, which I may try to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I would... I would replace it in a heartbeat with a Google version because it would give me access to Google play music. So I don't know how many times my wife or I say, Hey, Alexa play this song. And it goes, I'm sorry, I don't have that. You can listen uh, to a preview. And I just go, Oh, and she always asks me, 
why can't Amazon ever play? And I said, because their library is garbage and they don't have access to Google Play Music. Yeah, seriously. That every day that happens. I forget what I was. I was just trying to listen something this morning. It was a song by, it's an older song. It's by the Everly Brothers, but it's a, it's a huge song. Like, and uh, I asked Alexa to play it and she couldn't. And I was yeah. like, well, I mean, come on. Uh, here's a sample of this song yeah. by the artist you want. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't want a sample. No, no I think I even tried doing some super generic stuff. It was like Motley Crue, you know, or Bon Jovi. Yeah. It's my life by Bon Jovi. And she couldn't even play that. And I was like, well, I'm just going to unplug you now because you are so worthless to me. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't use it for much except yeah. Setting kitchen timers. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, so yeah. but a Google version, I would potentially look at, I mean, I have some speakers around my house that I just cast music to, right. but sometimes it's just nicer to not have to grab your phone. Like you just can talk across the room, assuming that's the way this will work too. So yeah. So yeah, we might get a preview, but it's probably not going to be for sale. Yeah. Maybe not for sale, but if it does come out and it's got like a speaker and it's an Amazon echo competitor device where it does everything, but powered by Google and it costs 99 bucks. 150 bucks tops. It'll that, be like 250. Google overprices oh, all of their stuff so much. Yeah, because they're going to label it like a, or brand it a pixel product maybe or something. Yeah, do you think that'll be the chance? Like, Or is it just this on this random on-hub product line they have going, which I still don't fully understand. I mean, I yeah, have one of their routers, but it doesn't right. do anything except be a router. Be a router, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a smart router killer. So. That's right. <laughs> It, up, it updates itself thing to it, right? They added a thing the other day that if you come and go from your house, you can get notifications through IFTTT or something. Yeah, if this, then the IFTTT, triple T, ift, yeah. ift. Uh, yeah, so that's the only thing it's ever done that's really that smart, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to be quite intelligent, but so, yeah. So if Chirp is like that, I could see myself buying that. Nope, and replacing Echo immediately, and I will immediately go to Amazon and see what the return policy is for the Echo. Okay, here's exclusive thought. Yes. Those OnHub routers all have speakers already. Yeah. Oh, it is the OnHub. It is. The, so <laughs> Chirp. So so they said there's not going to be a product launch at IO. Mm. That doesn't mean they aren't going to push a software update to all of their on-hub routers that now make them into Chirp. That's mm. interesting because Google did always specify that you want on-hub like in the middle of your room. Yes. Like, Why yeah. the hell would I want my Wi-Fi router in the middle right. of the room? This makes sense now. On-hub is on chirp. is Chirp. Wow. And chirp is just the software behind it like Alexa is behind Echo. My mind is blown. Does OnHub have a speaker? Oh, yeah. It does? Uh, yeah. Why would a router have yeah, a speaker? On. Well, you heard it here Sorry, first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It actually makes complete sense now that I think about it. But I guess at the same time, this would sort of... I mean, that's another money stream for Google that they're sort of skipping out on. They could just say, well, hey, we're just going to make a new little device that we could sell. But this means I would have to buy an OnHub router. Which yeah. is fine. Which is fine. See? Speaker. Why? Have you ever... Okay, so obviously you're not using it. So <laughs> but, no, not right now. But uh, why does it have a speaker? So the only thing it does is uh, uh, when you're trying to connect to it, I think, for the first time, it does this sound, and the sound connects to your phone, which then lets it link together. It's the stupidest thing ever. But that's all it does. That's the only sound it makes. Interesting. Yeah. 
I'm kind of feeling that idea. I like that. I want to say someone did open this thing up and the, and the speaker is not, I mean, it's not like an echo speaker. It's not a legit speaker. It's kind of right. lame, but uh, that could be, but, but the, but that, the thing is like, maybe it's not going to be a music hub, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe chirp is just talk to your router here and it just replies with commands or news or whatever like that. And it's not necessarily supposed to be a media hub. Maybe it's just supposed to be an information thing like Google Now is, you know what I mean? Yeah, information hub. And if that's the case, you don't need a big, giant speaker. You just need something that can talk back to you. That is interesting. Exclusive opinion piece. On hub is chirp. Will be chirp. I could actually see that actually happen. That's kind of funny. Anyways. I mean, yeah, it's all right there. And yeah, they want this in the middle of your room so that it works the best. Basically, they were setting it up to be Amazon Echo. Hmm. And then they never did follow through with that because maybe the actual technology of talking uh, to it wasn't there yet. Well, what you need to do now is take a few pictures, sort of make them look blurry and put huge droid life watermarks <laughs> on it and say, hands-on exclusive with Project Chirp and it's just your on-hub router. That okay. would be really funny. <laughs> could totally do that it's a cool looking device i mean when they first came out i was like oh man that thing looks like amazon echo yeah uh, so well I you mean, could buy new ones of these like, i think the one that came with it was blue and this is a black one because oh right. everything in my office was black and white so i didn't want a blue router so mm. oh my god and you can buy little skins for those things can't you and, like personalize them and all that probably yeah so anyway, that's just a, a thought. I'm looking at the Google store though, real quick while we're while we're talking about this, because uh maybe there'll be some hints. Very well be. Well, I just wanted to see the pictures of them showing where this is, because yeah, I'm pretty sure they were pushing it as put this in the middle of your house. Yeah, it, they said put it in the center of your home. Like your router shouldn't be something ugly. You want to look at it and appreciate it. Yeah. So. That's- yeah, there it is. Pictures in the middle of a room. Of a room. They're just on the ground, I think. Yeah. I mean, although I don't really have an, a power outlet in the middle of my room. That's a, that's the thing I always laugh about when people do show that stuff, right? It was kind of like uh, the Nexus Q. You know, it was supposed to be like this showstopper in your room. And it's like, where? who has power outlets just on the middle of their room? Yeah, like I don't want an po- extension cable running across my rug. Or anything like that. Right. Dog tripping on it. Huh. Well, that's uh, my thought anyway, so we don't have to keep on that. I was just looking at the pictures real quick. I'm with you on that. Uh, Brian in the comments says, the only good thing about Amazon is Amazon Prime. I'm sure Kellen and Tim will agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I bought some stuff today that will be arriving tomorrow because of Amazon Prime. Yeah, I can't really think of anything that Amazon does where it'd be like, Oh no, this is cool too. Yeah. I, I guess it really is just prime that makes Amazon useful to me. And for me, it's just the shipping. I don't use any of their other services. Yeah. Like I don't listen. I don't watch the Amazon video and stuff like that. Ah, the video is crap. Yeah, it's crap. I mean, Netflix, Netflix has a better selection. I'm pretty sure than Amazon. It's crap. sort of like the same selection as Netflix. I'm pretty sure they all license through the same company. through the same uh, production houses, houses or whatever, but eh, I, I'm not impressed with their music library. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know we that's a given. Thanks, Alexa or or Echo. Yeah, Alexa. But uh, yeah, I mean, Prime is really 
really why I think Amazon sort of took off. So Kyle mentions books. I just I'm I'm a terrible human and I, I, don't, I don't I don't read at all. I mean <laughs> yeah. I read tech news all day long when I unplug from this. I the, the last, last thing, thing I want to do, do is read. Yeah. So I actually don't read much. Exactly. And what 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 am I gonna read? Like Game of Thrones or something. Game of yeah. Need, need the new one to come out. Didn't he sorry, totally off topic. He released a chapter. Yeah, I was gonna say he released a new chapter. Uh, and although he did specify that it's not finished, <laughs> like we know it's not finished, George. We know. It's we never know. going to be. Finished. It's never going to be. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so other things at IO. So we get, and I don't. I think I'm okay to share this. I probably mm-hmm. should just publish it, but I think I'm okay to share this. So Google sends press that are invited this like list of stuff you should consider doing and all that. And I looked at the email again, and I don't think it says this is all private. So anyway, they listed some sessions that they said, you should probably check these out, which I just assume is a hint at some of the big things we should probably be keeping an eye on. So enterprise press panel, I, I don't care about that because um, it's business stuff and we're not into that. So we probably wouldn't cover that, but Android pay everywhere is what one of the sessions is called and says, come here about what we've been up to since launch and the exciting new things we have in the works. So that probably means launching in the UK and some other countries is my guess, but Android pay is a big focus VR and Google. They do lists and the session is called what we have built, what we have learned and what we are, where we are headed. So VR, obviously big deal. Uh, the, there's a thing about the mobile web, which isn't really us. There's a big thing about project tango. Um, the interesting thing about Project Tango is it says in this session, we will explore the vision of Project Tango and how it will come to life with the launch of our first consumer phone announced earlier this year, which I, and this is kind of what I was talking about with our Lenovo discussion is I just don't understand how Tango is a consumer thing. Uh, we're talking about 3D mapping. That just sounds like something a Google employee goes to do in a mall so they can have inside maps and Google Maps. I don't, I don't know why you and I need... Um, 3D mapping tools on us at all times because maybe, we are, maybe I'm just not. I don't have the vision, I guess, but I don't get it. Yeah, you you lack vision. So, <laughs> but like you said, so they don't need to be just Google guys doing that, right? By Google giving this technology to people, regular jackoffs like you and me, they allow us to expand their platforms for them. For example, being a Google local guide, you take pictures of things, review things, and all that information is put into Google Maps for other users to use, right? So I uploaded a picture back from Mammoth Lake area. It has like 20,000 views, and it's one of the, it's a photosphere. So by Google giving the 3D mapping tools or to whoever, you know, you and I can go into a, a building and 3D map it, and then upload it to wherever, and then Google has that data for whoever may need it. Uh, I like that openness of it, where people can actually contribute to what Google offers, like, say, in Maps. And so I like this idea, and I find it especially helpful for people who may have disabilities and who need uh, things like Project Tango. At the same time, depending on how expensive it is, because it's probably not a cheap thing, um, to create Project Tango and definitely the software behind it and all the tech and stuff that's built into it. Uh, who knows if it's really going to be like a viable consumer product that's going to make money? Right. Maybe not. So we'll see. I mean, Project Project Tango has been out for a while, right? That one Project Tango tablet with uh, yeah. the Tango You've been able to buy that, right? Out for a while, yeah. yeah. Although it was like 
what a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred bucks? Yeah, I think they eventually discounted it, but it was pretty expensive initially. Yeah, so things like that don't necessarily work uh, (laughs) for end consumers. Yeah, and so I think we'll get a first look at the phone, but Lenovo is not supposed to officially announce it or maybe announce availability until that event on June 9th. So we may get our first look at the phone, maybe a Googler playing with it, but I don't think we'll really get our hands on it until Lenovo makes it official. Uh, So also in this list, Google Play Awards, they talk about that, which we've talked about before. And then there's Google's vision for machine learning, which again, isn't necessarily us. I can't imagine um, anything any more boring than machine learning. <laughs> but they're they're also doing a sandbox for Project Tango. So they're really pushing Project Tango. So if I'm just looking at this, and again, this is what they sent to media members that they invited. Uh, they're telling us Android Pay is going to have big announcements. VR is and Project Tango. Those are kind of the three things. And obviously they're going to do a what's new in Android event or a session, which we'll maybe tune into, uh, but they'll obviously announce all that stuff during the keynote. So the keynote will be filled with fun, but those are sort of the things they're saying after the keynote to check out. So, so what you're telling me is that Google IO 2016 is going to be absolutely incredible and I have to tune in. <laughs> yeah. The biggest one ever. <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm not seeing it like i get a vr will be cool all this stuff will be cool like i yeah. love io it's a total android nerds paradise oh, yeah. it's always fun and the keynote's always ridiculously packed with stuff that we can't keep up with and, right yeah. but compared to previous years especially last year was a total letdown like and, and i'm only speaking in terms of the free goodies that the attendees get <laughs> like that we got like a cardboard right it was just a single cardboard or something it had to be something else and we got watches or something, didn't we? Huawei uh, watch or something? No, I don't think so. I think there was something. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think they sent it afterwards, though, or something. I don't know. Maybe anyway, probably. maybe it was two years ago where we got cardboard. Yeah, so two years ago we got cardboard, and then they said, we'll give you a Moto 360, and you can also get a G-Watch or the Samsung crappy watch. Yeah. And so we each got that, and then the Moto 360 showed up like a year later because that thing was <laughs> yeah. delayed for so long. That was yeah. Last year I thought they did something semi-decent, but I can't remember what it was. You see, I don't think they did. There, there was nothing. That's why we can't remember because last year they didn't give anything. No. I'm almost certain of that. Please, You can feel free to correct me, but I'm pretty sure they gave out nothing. So this year... Uh, I mean, somebody in 2012, oh, ZDNet, my favorite outlet, wrote how freebies are ruining Google. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Google apparently reads ZDNet and oh decided, you know what, we're going to stop doing giveaways <laughs> of these things. So this year, maybe people will get a Pixel tablet or Pixel C. Give me a uh, Pixel C. I'll take yeah, that. give everyone a Nexus 5X because we know millions of those are sitting on shelves <laughs> somewhere. Um. And and some Android VR stuff, and that'll be it. Other than that, give them nothing. Trying to find what was free. There, yeah, there, there, there was nothing, dude. Gotta be something. They can't just not give things out. There's still developers who want freebies. No, there, there, there was Android people. Pretty nothing. Free. So my point is, though, compared to other years where there was big Android news and all that, you know, we already know sort of what to expect from this year uh, with Android N. You know, we, we know that they're going to talk about multi-window and, uh, and new software features like that. But at the same time, I guess I'm just not as, like, pumped or hyped up for I.O. like I usually am because I'm not expecting too many surprises. That's my point. So, 
<sighs> I'm getting older, man. Like the yeah, the I'm magic's the magic is wearing off for IO. Like <laughs> it's kind of like Christmas or the Tooth Fairy. Like I just it's no big deal. <laughs> I think once we once it goes down, it'll be awesome. But uh, yeah, right now it's it's hard to get overly excited about a gear VR alternative and uh, and Android pay hitting the UK and we already Android ends already been out in two previews now. So, you know, we already have Android N unless they announce the name, but that's, I mean, that's not like a big deal or it's just a name. Right. Um, Project Tango. So all that stuff could be cool. Definitely. I never did find out what the freebie was, by the way. Because there was no freebie. I'm looking I'm looking over <laughs> it right now. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> I think they really just gave out like a thing of cardboard. They gave out more cardboard, maybe. I think that's it. I don't think they gave out anything. Did they give out oh, new Chromecasts. Did they give out those? You got a new Chromecast. No, because they had that standalone event where they handed me those uh, as a press person anyway. So yeah, I guess they didn't give out anything. The internet is terrible at finding what free stuff Google gives out. I typed in Google I/O 2015 and like freebies auto-populated because apparently people search for this stuff, but uh, right, I cannot. I'm not finding anything. Well, so I put in I/O 2015 gifts and didn't uh, really find anything. However, I feel like if I put in I/O 2013 gifts, oh yeah. So the I/O swag giveaway. Um, the Chromebook Pixel marks the blah 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 developer gift. So, depending on the year, you can actually find pretty easily what Google gave away in 2015. You can't find yeah, because they didn't give away shit. Excuse me, <laughs> which is good. I think that's fine. Like I, I'm cool with Google not giving anything away. Like I get it. They actually they probably I mean they give away millions of dollars worth of goodies while doing that, which is awesome. It's uh, probably Walmart. good that they are stopping that because it was getting out of hand. Well, that's you know, why the, people the old crotchetties or were complaining, but yeah, people wanted to go and they weren't developers. They just wanted the free stuff because they would spend six. Cause back then the price wasn't that expensive either. They'd spend like 500 bucks to get in and then they get 1500 bucks worth of freebies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've changed that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm cool with people getting a free phone or a tablet just to show off the latest version of Android. But other than that, you know, I don't think people needed like a Chromebook Pixel. It, you know, like that one year, yeah, where they gave everyone a Pixel, that was yeah. nuts. That wasn't insane. That was nuts. I will say about that is uh, my wife still uses that thing. Oh, nice! It's like the computer, she, and that thing's what three years old now. She yeah, still it's uses pushing it. Three. Well, that's good. Someone's using it. Yeah, I mean, they put. I mean, they put the best of the best into that thing. It's got the touchscreen and stuff. It's actually still really nice. But uh, that's true. It's such a great design. I mean, it's a lot like the Pixel C. Like, fantastic design. It's exactly the way you would would want once want something something like that designed. It's just right. it's so extraordinary. Um, for most people, they'll never be able to own it. Right. Uh, so Google I.O., that's, I mean, that's kind of what we're expecting. Uh, obviously, things could change as we get closer. We'll start seeing leaks and stuff like that maybe on Monday and Tuesday, maybe over the weekend. Um, we'll see more stuff pop up. But I think that's sort of what we're looking at for now in terms of the big stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll be there, and we've got some sessions to go to, and it's down in uh, Cupertino. Where's the uh, Mountain View? Mountain View, sorry. It's down in Mountain View. So right across the street Cupertino. from 
Google yeah. HQ. Yeah. And it's supposed to be 80 degrees. So you're going to see fried nerds everywhere. <laughs> fried Just nerds. so sunburned. It's gonna Everyone's going to be super red. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the email. Light. No, they don't. They're all in basements. Just coding. That's funny. Yeah. And Google said in their email that I just got said, uh, wear sunscreen and a sweater because it says it's going to be cold for the keynote and then sunny all day and everyone's just going to get fried. It's going to be bad. I'm telling you, people are going to be fried. It's an outdoor venue too. Um, uh, there will be some upset people. A lot of SBF 40 being passed around. <laughs> yeah, I believe they're just handing it out to everyone as you walk up. Like, here, put some sunscreen on, bro. Bro, you need this. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your nose is already starting to peel, dude. Like, yeah. let's, let's go ahead and put some of that on. Yeah, there. your blister pus is already <laughs> getting on me. Put some of this on now. That is so gross. So right, gross. Moving on. So moving on. All right. So, in sort of annoying news, uh, Google released an app for iOS this week called Gboard, and it is a new keyboard from Google for iOS only right now. So it does gesture typing and auto corrects and predicts and all that stuff, but it has Google search built into it. So there's a little Google button built into it. You could tap on that and it lets you do a Google search from within the keyboard, which sounds weird, but it's actually incredibly cool and useful. And so you could do a search for a YouTube video or a definition of a word or a restaurant or, or, or a GIF, which I call GIFs, or mm. you could do whatever images, whatever. And you can just tap on those from within the keyboard and they will then paste basically in your conversation, in Hangouts, in WhatsApp, in iMessage. You can do it in any app, uh, in Gmail, in Inbox, whatever. And it's uh, it's awesome. And so I did a, a video and took it for a spin because we still have an iPhone laying around. And it's one of those things I want now. Like you, you made the comment when this thing first came out. You're just like, this thing is so much better than Google Now on tap. And I could not agree more. I never use Google Now on tap. If I had Google in my keyboard, I would use it all the time. So on Product Hunt, this like weird site where people launch products. Have, do you ever use Product Hunt? I never go there unless something like this comes. Okay. Apparently, it's like where all the Silicon Valley investor guys hang out and just go, yeah, that's cool, dude. How embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Um, somebody said, what about Android on the listing on Product Hunt? And uh, one of the product specialists or something at Google said, we're working on the best way to bring the same functionality to Android right now. So they're working on it right now. It just like, we don't like it when things launch on iOS first. It pisses us off. It hurts our feelings. Yeah. How dare they? I don't know. who. I mean, I know exactly whose feelings it hurts, but it doesn't hurt mine. Like, I mean, I was fine yesterday without it. I'll be fine tomorrow without it. However, with that said, I mean, I want it. Like it totally looks cool. The name is awful. G board. Get it's out really of here. Bad, yeah. But yeah, at the same time, I saw a lot of Android folk getting a little upset. Uh, you know, they were getting left behind. I mean, remember, folks, we get a lot of stuff before our iOS friends get them, and you don't see them crying about it. I don't know if they are crying because I'm not listening. But, <laughs> right. yeah, it's You know, you just have to hold on. So I think the one problem I saw is that one site who posted about the new said, I think they said probably not coming to Android, and which was just completely inaccurate and false. <laughs> Because Google said we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it right now. <laughs> yeah, so how can you say that probably not coming? It is actually coming. That's just not true. So, yeah, so if anyone's telling you that it's not coming to Android, it, they actually, like a Google person said, we're working on it right now. 
Exactly. So it's coming. We just don't know when or if it'll be in a different. I'm assuming they'll just build it into Google Keyboard. Right? That's what I'd imagine. I mean, I, well, I could actually see it being a standalone, like another keyboard, um, mm. actually just being like standalone G board and not being in Google Keyboard. That would be Maybe. terrible if they did that. I could see that, though. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind if they just integrated into Google Keyboard. I don't see why they why they wouldn't or why they couldn't. I mean, the idea is so simple that I'm surprised that it's taken this long for it to even happen. This was definitely one of those moments where Google released something and I just went, yeah, this totally makes sense. Where has this been all my life? Why didn't they do this four years ago? So I think that's why it's sort of disappointing that it's only on iOS because it's it's one of those things that once you use it, you kind of go, yeah, this, this would make sense. And it puts Google in the search of everyone's keyboard. I mean, not everyone's right. Samsung phones don't use the Google keyboard, but in a way, I mean, how many downloads does a Google keyboard probably have? A billion or something? So. <laughs> probably not even that many, dude. Not that many. I'm looking. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of phones don't have the Google keyboard. Mostly. Well, I it mean, has 708,000 reviews. So it has to be. So on, it's got it's, over a million. It's between 100 and 500 million installs. Okay, not Google bad. Keyboard. So not that's bad. not bad. So if you put that, obviously not everyone uses it. But if you put Google search in that kind of, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. I, I don't think, know how uh, they monetize that. I guess you can start slotting in every third card is an ad or something in there. I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah, don't give them any ideas. Making Google money in real time. Yeah, so until uh, Kruma came out, the keyboard that I use, I got off of Google. I was using Google Keyboard, right? And especially like phones like the HTC 10 that use the TouchPal keyboard, I think it is. Holy hell, that's like the worst keyboard I've ever ever used in my worst life. In years, yeah. <laughs> so why um it'd be nice if all companies just adopted Google keyboard. I mean or that's Kruma. really like just or, one of the two. <laughs> or Kruma, I don't care. But you know, I think Google just needs to start setting that standard. You know, saying, you know what, if you want to make an Android phone phone, so be it. But you know what? Stick to at least what we adhere to, like in terms of design or usability, functionality, things that are important. Or, or you're just banned. Yeah. Oh yeah, just blacklist. Because <laughs> uh, TouchPal is so bad. Anyone out there who has an HTC 10, I mean, there's no way you're using TouchPal keyboard, right? Like you yeah, change yeah. that immediately. I mean, PSA, and if you haven't on the HTC 10, <laughs> change your keyboard now. <laughs> Seriously, I so I took uh, TouchPal off, except it kept downloading the extensions from Google Play, like all the GIF extensions, all the language extensions from Google Play automatically. And so, and you can't even disable it. And when I open up the apps inside of settings on the phone, the TouchPal apps aren't there. Like they're just hidden somewhere inside of the system. HTC sneaky. So sneak. So much sneak. So I. I've got to. I've got to end it. I'm going to go to WhiteHouse.gov, start a petition, whatever it takes to to, to get rid of TouchPal. <laughs> That's a stupid name too, but yes, it is. yeah. So Gboard, very cool. I want it, although I'm not going to cry that it's not available for Android. Like Chrome is fine. I don't need to spam my my friends with Google Now cards or anything like that. And really, like, what am I searching for that I have to share with someone? Like you, you were well, doing it's like that you could be in a conversation. You could have, we could be just talking about. I could say yeah, I was reading this like interview with the Blazers the other day, and I could just send you the link. I don't have to exit our conversation. That's true. Like, oh hey, what's the address of that place? Here's a link. Very, yeah. very cool. 
but I guess how many times am I really going to use that? And yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know either. But I, you know, it's one it's of those things cool that idea. I want because it's a cool idea. Well, hopefully, it happens soon. Yeah, Chris says um, Gboard is going to come to Android. By the way, we, so yeah, so yeah, we know. We we just said that. <laughs> don't worry. Go tell every other site that apparently thinks it's probably not coming to Android. But yeah, don't good. listen to anyone that says it's not because <laughs> again, for the like third time today. Uh, one of their product specialists said, we're working on it for Android right now. <laughs> yeah, working on the implementation. Yes. Uh, all right, so that's Gboard. Again, yeah, we did a video because it's cool and we like it. And we hope it comes soon, but yeah, we're not throwing a, a giant fit. Really. Yeah. Uh, Chris also asked, uh, when is the official Google I.O.? And that's next week starts Wednesday. And Wednesday. the keynote is at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which would be 1 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, we're not trying to just rag on it. We know you just no. joined. Yep, you just joined. <laughs> we're just letting you know what's up. <laughs> we're, just, we're just fired up about Gboard. because yeah. yeah, Don't ever question me. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on from Gboard, Instagram and other controversial news uh, oh, yeah. introduced a new layout, design, UI, whole look. Not a layout, just a new look, new skin, if you will. Uh, but what's controversial about it is the new icon. So Instagram got a new icon and uh, I mean, it's pretty bad. Wait, okay. So you've been able to sit on this thing now for most of the week. What are your thoughts now? Yeah. So my girlfriend was actually lucky enough to have the monochromatic design of the overall app for almost like two weeks now. She's had it for a while, black and white. It looked really good. Um, with that redesign, they they hadn't yet given her the new icon. So the icon was new to everybody. And I will say that the icon is quite awful. There's there There are a lot of alternatives that I've seen from third-party designers who have made something way cooler that keeps that same sort of the look, that branding, but just changes the color up, and it works a whole lot better. So my belief is that Instagram you know, being the lovers of the community that they are will change the icon. At least that's my hope. And if not, then there's always third party icon packs you can use. So at the same time, absolutely hate the icon. I'm glad everyone's trashing it. It's total garbage. But the actual UI, the new UI, sort of like the rebranding of the app itself, um, the UI is actually really nice. It's super simplistic. Easy to, easy to understand. I mean, just like Instagram already was, they just changed the colors. So simpler, cleaner. Yeah. Yes, it, it allows the color photos to sort of pop. Uh, you know, against mm-hmm. the white and black background, which is super nice. I dig it. Um, I like it. I, I mean, I have no complaints besides the icon. I mean, the icon's really bad. <laughs> it, it, it was so funny. People were actually they had, there was a, a GIF. Uh, going around showing a kid just using like these different uh, toggling gradients uh, inside of Photoshop or whatever. Gradients, yeah. <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> he like looks. He's like just thumbs up. Oh yeah, found it. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing I'd seen all day. So yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know what yeah. Instagram was thinking. They couldn't have done any it worse. Like if if you go look up the milk, the Samsung Milk Music icon, yeah. it's the same gradient. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so bad. So yeah, we we haven't described this for those not watching the show or haven't seen it, but yeah, Instagram so basically bad. made this flat icon with a little camera icon in the middle of a little rounded button square. I mean, it's like the perfect iOS icon, right? And it's got this purplish, orangish gradient, and it it's 
it's pretty bad. And uh, yeah, go look up Google or Samsung's Milk Music, and you'll <laughs> see the exact same gradient. And Instagram was like, oh yeah, we just we wanted to go with a gradient, <laughs> copied Milk Music. Oh, it's funny. Uh, we asked people what they thought, and most people aren't as terrible humans as we are, and they're just like, whatever. We like the UI, the icon's ugly, but who cares? That's fine. Well, we'll, we'll be, really, we'll yeah, be. I think majority of people said, oh, what, Instagram's still a thing? It's still relevant? Yeah. What is that? It's like the only social thing you need to use. Exactly. Uh, people are just haters for the sake of being haters. They hate yeah. everything. They hate Facebook. They definitely hate Twitter. Oh, I don't use Twitter. It is like, funny that every time we talk about anything, like Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Instagram, everyone just goes, who uses that crap? And it's like, well, billions of people <laughs> on you, dude. Yeah. It's funny that like, every pr- non-user of social media happens to be a reader of Droid Life. We're the most anti-social group of people ever. Yeah, apparently. so haters of all things. Yeah. Call your mom. She's been trying to reach you on Facebook and you haven't answered her. <laughs> and so she's worried about you. Mom, I don't use Facebook. <laughs> what do you use, son? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just down in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Coding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, so we asked this week. Well, this report came out this week that said uh, Apple is going to stop selling music downloads. Like, so paid music download, basically albums. You couldn't go buy an album, download them. Um, within a couple of years and uh apple said yeah that's stupid that's not true at all um so we just asked because we're curious if anyone still buys music uh i will say that i have here and there but i don't like regularly buy music because i just subscribe to google play music and so i listen to whatever's there um although apple music is getting every single exclusive on everything it's really annoying actually uh, but I subscribe, so I don't necessarily buy stuff. I think my wife bought Taylor Swift's album because she won't let anyone stream it. You have to buy it and then add it to your collection. Yeah, so I, that noise. I don't remember the last time I bought an album. What about you? So for me, it's good for me because the only type of music I will buy is non-mainstream music. Like So for example, like if there's a band called Gojira and they're from France, they're, they're a metal band. And so I will any type of like metal band, hard rock band that doesn't get like much play in mainstream. I will buy that because I want to actually support that type of music. Um, and and the bands, trust me, they need it. Like they're not being paid millions of dollars by their labels to put out garbage for the radio. So so I I will not buy Drake. I will not buy Lil Wayne or Jay Z or Beyonce or anything like that. I. Just because it's not my thing. Like, if that's your thing, that's fine. But my point is, if I want to support that artist who's putting out the music, then I will buy it. With that being said, no, there's not much music I have purchased recently. So maybe like two albums a year is what I'll buy. But then, of course, I subscribe monthly to Google Play Music. So... And our readers, 65% of them said, no, they don't buy music anymore. I mean, it's a... It's an interesting idea to just kill off that. I don't see the benefit necessarily to killing off like album sales that you would download. I don't know why. I don't know why you can't have both options, right? Like stream and buy. I guess they just want everyone to subscribe. Yeah, well, um, people still buy CDs. So the fact that you can still buy CDs confirms the fact that we'll still be able to buy digital music going into the future for a long time. Uh if they haven't phased out DVDs and CDs yet, then 
what on earth are we even talking about? So, yeah, I don't see uh, digital music purchasing going away anytime soon. But at the same time, so going back to what I said, though, about only purchasing music from the artists that I like or that I think need the support. And no, uh, Kanye does not need my money, Joe J, even though he says he does. Um, I buy the physical. So I like buying the physical album, um, knowing that you know the the most of the money will actually end up to the to the artist or the the label, and uh, isn't getting a a cut by Google or Apple or whoever. So and I like the art, right? I miss that that sense where when you buy a CD or an LP, like you actually get something for your purchase instead of just the music. You get that physical art. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of metal bands, at least still appreciate the art and sort of the entire musical experience with the imagery and music. Um, if you buy Drake's new album, I'm guessing there is not much art to be seen in the physical um, medium. So yeah, that that's all I have to say. Yeah. Support the artists you want to support for sure. But don't, I mean, if something is exclusive, that's what kind of pisses me off about title. Yeah. And Apple making and things Apple. exclusive. So you actually have to pay a subscription just to listen to certain albums. That is some BS. I think the FCC should look into this. The FTC, the BBB, everyone All shut it down. Whitehouse.gov. I've already started a position, a petition. <laughs> Change.org. Yeah. yeah the, the exclusive thing is what's really starting to piss me off. Cause I'm not this huge Drake fan, but I want to listen to his new album just to see. And yeah, I mean, I can't do that unless I want to go pirate the thing. Like Kanye ran into the same thing, right? When he went title exclusive forever, everyone just said, okay, well, I'm not going to sign it for titles. I'll just steal your album. And that's what people do when you do these stupid exclusive things. So this thing sucks. Like Chance the Rapper came out with a mixtape today and it's an Apple. It's a mixtape. It's a mixtape? These used to be free. (laughs) They used to just hand these out on the internet for free. Apple Music bought his mixtape for like two weeks. It's kind of of awesome, I'm just going to say. Like Gucci Mane puts out a new mixtape every other day. (laughs) And and, uh, I think they're like three bucks a pop on Google Play or something. So yeah, it is. It is some BS. It's BS. But that's where these artists need money, right? Because they're not getting paid like they used to, at least like the big popular artists. You know, I mean, these people are still getting paid. Don't worry. Like, you know, Beyonce, the top earners are being paid much just fine. It's kind of like what we hear like in politics, right? There's a huge wealth and income inequality amongst musicians where the top 1% is getting all the money while the bottom artists, the not so popular artists, or at least the not as spread out ones advertised by radio um, are not getting as much. And there just needs to be a complete redistribution of wealth. (laughs) All artists need to be treated equally, not to sound too uh, socialistic here or anything like that. But uh, it just seems like BS to me coming from an artist, right? I, I put out an album with my band I saw maybe like 20 bucks, <laughs> like when, you know, when everything was said and done after putting countless hours into my craft and years of playing guitar and all this stuff, it actually really equated to nothing, which is why a lot of people just don't even bother trying to become rock stars anymore. There's no such thing as getting rich off of music, right? Or at least, you know, for zero, zero, one percent. Absolutely. It really is hard. You can get yourself out there, no doubt, but you can't get a lot of money for it. Like with social media and stuff, like I could put, I could drop a track and easily get fans, but that does not equate how much money I'll be making. 
Yeah, I saw. I read an article just recently that was with a band. I can't think of who it was now, of course. Um, and they're uh, they were a band that you would know. Like if I said their name, you would know. And they and you know they said we have to tour like twenty four seven exactly to make money. Like yeah, we sell quite a few albums, but it's not like we're you know we're not rich. You know we still work every single day to make this. And yeah, and they were. And I can't think of who it was, but they were a band that you know everyone's heard of. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the top metal bands these days, you put out an album, and within that one week, they're only selling like 30,000 records. While if Kanye can get a million people to sign up for Tidal, I mean, that that's some serious dough he's making. So, well, didn't Drake sell a million copies of Apple or of uh, Views in the first yes. week just on Apple Music or something yeah, like that? Something like that. Which so, is now, Aaron mentioned in the comments that Views is now on Google Play Music. So if you care about Drake, you actually can go get Views on Google Play Music. As long as I can stream it as part of my Google Play Music subscription, I will Let's check see. out Views. And I hear their uh, Disconnected is on there. Hotline Bling, I think it's on there. So You can. Yes, it is now. You can stream it, yeah. I'm on the page here and it says listen or buy. Yeah, I take it all back. I love Drake. <laughs> love Drake. Everyone go everyone go check out Drake. He's a he's a big Raptors fan, so I really don't care about him. Like yeah. I mean, in terms of like any other personality. Game, which is weird. Like he's usually at every game and this series gets the heat. He's like, whatever, I got an album to promote. Hell exactly. with the Raptors. Good for him. Yeah. That's two fifteen. Uh, do you want to talk about this paying for apps thing real quickly? So Absolutely. Through it. Okay. So we talked about this a little bit this morning, but there's an app called dark sky. It's a weather app been on iOS forever. It's got this cult following supposedly. Anyway, it's now on Android and, uh, they're doing an experiment with it. That's pissing a lot of people off. So instead of charging you, well, the app's free, uh, but it's limited, obviously free. So there's a, in-app purchase, which is which is a subscription. Uh, the subscription is two ninety nine per year, and that unlocks the whole app, um, the really quick notifications and the detailed forecasts, and it gives you access to the widgets they've created for Android. Um, so on iOS, it's a one time purchase. You just buy the app for three ninety nine. It's yours. You get all of the goods with it. Obviously, you don't get widgets because they don't have widgets. Well, they have whatever they want to call widgets, but they're not really widgets. Um, so people on Android are pissed, right? They're like, why is it that we're um, having to pay over and over for this app? And iOS users don't. Everyone's kind of throwing a fit. And people are hammering on them, Google Playlisting. So I just talked about this this morning, but I feel like it's not fair that to developers, it's not realistic maybe is a better way to put that, to developers that we just assume that we can pay a dollar for an app and we just get it for life. And then they support it and add new features to it, do UI overhauls, keep up with material design and whatever. And they continuously improve this thing. And you paid a dollar for it like four years ago. Um, I don't know that that's, it's, it's realistic for any of us to actually believe that that's a sustainable thing for developers. So Action Launcher 3, you guys know that, Chris Lacey, uh, it's been almost a year. They're probably over a year now. He released Action Launcher 3, and he told everyone they basically had to buy it again if they wanted to get all the pro features. And people threw a fit then, too. They said, we bought Action Launcher 1. I'm never supporting you again, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he said, look, I recreated this app basically from scratch. Uh, this wasn't the Launcher Pro rewrite. This is, He actually did create like this thing from, from scratch, right? added new features and support. And he said, like, look, 
I got to feed my family. Like I, I need to still pay the bills. Like, yeah, you guys bought this all a few years ago and that's awesome, but I can't just keep doing this for free basically going forward. And so, uh, that's kind of what these dark sky guys are doing, right? They're saying like three bucks a year, which is pennies by the way, right? We're not talking three bucks a month. We're talking per year. Um, they're saying, look, three bucks a year, you get access to all this stuff. We're going to continue to support it blah, blah, blah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the idea that I pay it for an app, even if it's say four bucks, like it's just, it's mine for life. I, I expect you to support it. Give me new features, continue doing this. Is that fair? Realistic? I don't know. So I see it from both perspectives. Like I get it. Developers want to make money. They put in the, the time and effort. It's kind of like the music discussion we just had, right? You put in the time and effort to get good at making something awesome that people can enjoy. You want to get some reasonable compensation. The The difference is when your app clashes with something that is already free and readily available anywhere, right? We're talking specifically about a weather application, uh, Dark Sky, whatever. So I had, I see on my Twitter timeline, a, a known Samsung employee said, Hey, if you're going to, you check the weather every day, right? That means you're going to be opening this app a lot and using it. I think that's worth $3 a year. You should just pay it. Well, dude, like I just use Google now and I can just see the weather. Like what is dark sky offering me that I can't get from the internet already for free? You know, so so go ahead. I was just saying dark sky in particular, while I'm not a user of dark sky, I did pay for it just because I want to see what all the fuss is about. Apparently it's got the best to the minute notifications. Like if it's, you look outside and it's sunny and you get a notification from them that says, dude, it's actually about to rain. It will start raining a couple minutes later. Like apparently they're really, really, really on top of the weather and the notifications. And that's part of it. You get instant when things change and blah, 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 and better forecasts and whatever. So it's a little bit different than this, like flipping open Google and checking the weather. But anyway, I guess I, um, so especially when it comes to weather, like I've never really used a weather application. I've always just used my God given two eyes and like looked outside. Like I can look West and I can look East north and south and see if clouds are coming right like i just sort of like it's ingrained in my my brain to be able to spot thunderstorms or something you could smell it in the air so for me personally no i would not pay three dollars annually for a weather app i don't care how good it is how good the notifications are that's just my opinion although like you said there are there's like a cult following for this app and those people uh, maybe do want to pay, but at the same time, I don't think Android users should have to be forced to pay and not iOS users, yeah. right? Well, no, I think that's the, that's the problem everyone has, right? Is that on iOS, you pay four bucks, it's yours. That's it. They're supporting it, all that stuff. On Android, they're saying, well, we, I get that. And I think what I'm trying to say is if, if you take out the iOS part, Let's just say a developer comes to you. Let's say Nova, right? Let's say Nova Launcher comes back and he kills off your Nova Launcher access and says, I'm recreating this and it's going to be a $3 a year charge for you to use premium Nova Launcher. Like, is that going to piss you off? I would be upset, but I would totally be okay with that because, you know, because that's actually something that benefits the way, like, I use my smartphone. I just see it, I see it differently, but I, I, I get the correlation. I just see it a bit differently because where Nova I see is like a utility app 
I see a weather app not really providing me $3 worth of information a year, unless you need, I get it. Like if you need those types of notifications. I think some people obsess about weather. You and I just obviously don't. Weirdo. We just look outside and we're like, <laughs> hey, we're in Portland. It's raining. Maybe it's just different because, yeah, we're in the Pacific Northwest. I've always lived on the West Coast where it's either rainy or sunny. Like there is no like, oh my God, is it going to snow later or something like that? Like I get it. Weather plays a big factor in other people's lives in different parts of the world and this country especially. But here, weather's just not a big deal, right? It's never below freezing here. Yeah. It's never uh, over 90 degrees here. It's just so timid. Yeah. So. I just think the conversation is beyond just this guy, this weather app. I'm just saying it in it general, is. I like I personally think it's not realistic for any of us to just say, mm-hmm. I, I buy your app. It cost me $2 in 2010. You should still be supporting it in 2016. I just don't think that's reasonable. But I think that people think it is. I think they're just like, dude, I paid for your app, but you should still be supporting it. And I, yeah. And I, look, we haven't seen a lot of people do what Dark Skies or Action Launcher 3 did. Nobody's doing that, right? There are some subscription apps, and I get that. Like Runkeeper, the running app I use, they're on a subscription model. You know, they give you the basics, and then they charge you like 40 bucks per year for the premium stuff, which I will never <laughs> pay. But I can use the app for the most part. Uh, but I, I'm surprised, I guess, that we haven't seen more people doing this sort of approach because you got to make money. I think we will. Um, apps like this that aren't necessarily, you know, they're not stuck to this time period, right? People will care about the weather now until forever. So I think it's it's not blasphemous to say, hey, I, I want to keep getting paid. I'll keep updating this app and it's going to be awesome all the time for years to come. As long as you just keep paying that annual $3 annual subscription. That's yeah. what is that, less than a penny a day. Nothing, like, yeah. Get off your high horse, Android users. I know you're the cheapest of the bunch, but just <laughs> you know, pay the three bucks. It's no big deal. Yeah. Just, but also pro tip for developers, don't do this garbage. Don't what? have the iOS version be a one-off oh, and then come back to Android and go, hey guys, Android guys, we made you wait for years and years to get this app. And now that it's here, you can pay every year for yeah. the right to use our weather app. That's a gar- uh, yeah. That was a garbage move on their part. I'm sorry. That's pretty dirty. So, yeah. but, but at the same time, I get where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just hard, right? Because on Android... There is a piracy issue. APKs are made available for free no matter what. So I think a, a one way that developers can really... So just to take one app, for example, Altos Adventure, which is just a game. It, it costs money on iOS, but on Android, it's free, but it's just, uh, it has ads injected into it. That way, the developer doesn't have to worry about piracy, um, but it's still making revenue from their application that they spent you know, a long time to create and to port onto Android. So I'm all for developers getting paid. Like I, I'm one who complains all complains about all the time, how there aren't enough apps on Android tablets specifically. So I want developers, developers to love the Android OS. Like I want them to come. So I'm fine giving them uh, some money for the software that I'm going to use every day. And I don't think people should be upset when developers want to get paid. Like, like God forbid these people, who are complaining become developers and have no way to make money you know, from the apps that they're making. So yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. People need to calm down. They need to calm down, <laughs> especially with this one. I, like I, I get you're mad because of iOS, but look, if this is your app, like this is the app you love for weather and it's, 
It's it's the app you've been waiting for. Are you really going to be that bad about just pay the three dollars per year? It's not really that much money. Like like you just said, it's less than a penny a day. And and look, when you sign up for the subscription, you'll probably pay the three bucks today. And in twelve months from now, you'll see it hit your credit card if your credit card's still active. And then you're probably going to go, oh yeah, that's for my weather app, which I've enjoyed for the last 12 months. Totally worth, you know, but right now everyone's throwing a giant fit. No, because there's going to be one person where the one time that $3 subscription goes through, is going to overdraft their bank account balance because oh, yeah. they're an Android user and then, and then they're bankrupt. <laughs> right? Only ever have 275 in their account at all times. Yeah, so they just got charged $20 for, you know, for overdrafting and now they have to sue the developer because this guy charges a subscri- annual subscription. Yeah, that's true. It's sort of ridiculous. It is so, ridiculous how poor we all are. So just because of all this drama, I might have to subscribe to the Dark Sky weather app just to see if it's really worth the hype. I just subscribed. I haven't gotten one notification yet. I feel disappointed already. Really? I feel like I overpaid for my year subscription. <laughs> I'm looking outside. It's 90 degrees and sunny out. And I'm like, dude, are you going to tell me it's raining or not? Like, tell me something. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, and speaking of the weather here, it is like 90 degrees here today, but then tomorrow it's supposed to be mid-60s and raining. Yeah, it's like so it's, it's so odd. It's Portland, you're so weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So weird. So go out and get Dark Sky. Yeah. Check it out. Everyone, just go pay for Dark Sky and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Skip your one coffee for the day. Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, you got any apps you want to talk about? Yeah, I wanted to quickly talk about a game called Ultimate Chicken Horse, which is exclusive, of course, to the NVIDIA Shield. So many so exclusive games exclusive, for this yeah. damn thing, fragmentation. Um, so this game was actually a Kickstarter game, if I'm not mistaken, and it was successfully funded and available on Steam for 15 bucks. Now it's available for your Shield device at home. And only for $9.99 on Google Play. So you download it. It's a multiplayer platformer game. The goal is um, there's a platformer level. And within that level, you create the obstacles which you and your friends must sort of avoid to reach the finish line. And the first person to cross the finish line without dying by arrows or getting sawed in half by buzz saws uh, gets the points and wins. So the game supports up to four players, which means you'll need four shield controllers, which means you have to spend $200 on shield controllers, I think, to, uh, to really play this game to its full potential, which might seem a little ridiculous. But hey, someone out there maybe has a shield with four controllers. So no, no one does. One person will, because I will say Droid Life is hosting a giveaway right now, which has a Shield Android TV. This is the pro model, mind you, the 500 gig model, uh, not the little janky 32 gig model. Thank you very much. Or is it even 16 gig? I don't know. It doesn't matter. 500 gig model we're giving away. Three bonus Shield controllers, giving you a total of four Shield controllers and a promo code for Ultimate Chicken Horse download from Google Play. So you will be the only person in the world probably playing this game four-player if you even have enough friends to play it with. So, And you're an Android user, so chances are you probably don't. You don't. (laughs) So the point is, the game, um, I'm actually going to play it a bit this weekend. My girlfriend's been out of town, but she comes back. We're going to play 
I will dominate like I do every game that we play. And my hope is to actually have a lot of fun. Again, it costs $9.99 on Google Play, which is $5 less than the version that's on Steam. But um, so far, the reviews are really killer. The game actually looks like a lot of fun. So if you have an uh, uh, Shield Android TV, definitely check it out. Let me know what you think so I don't waste my time. (laughs) But I'm going to check it out regardless. Sweet, sweet. I have two shield controllers, so I'm I'm sort of like I'm in the one percent. You are uh, finally. I, I do not have two. I have one. I think, yeah. and it's never charged. Oh, <laughs> I just use the little remote because I don't use the thing for gaming. I just use it for like Google Play exactly. movies and yeah. Flex, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I like that little shield remote. It's a it's a well designed, good mm-hmm. feeling little remote. Reminds me a lot of like a like the Apple TV, iTV, or whatever remotes. I like it metallic. Yeah, it's a good little remote. Yeah. Oh man, it's been a long show. Long we were show. really bitching about stuff for a long yes, time there. We <laughs> I've been like an hour and a half of bitching. Uh, all right, anything else? Uh, no, I mean, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Um, yeah, so next week, IO. We probably won't yeah. have a show. Eh, we'll see. Maybe we'll do like a midday Friday show before we, but it's going to be a long week. We'll be traveling, is why I'm saying we might not, but maybe we'll it's just true. try to bust out like an early Friday morning show. Yeah, it would have to be a Friday morning because we fly out Friday afternoon, like early afternoon, like 1 p.m., mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it would have to be maybe like a 10 a.m. show, which is yeah. totally, totally doable. Might have to do that. Yeah. So yeah, we'll let you know. Either way. Google there's gonna be so much week. yeah there's gonna be so much cool stuff from io we're just gonna have to do a show so. yes probably hype cool all right well thanks for joining us everyone this was episode 109 enjoy life peace peace